following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. All right, everybody, it's Friday, Players' Lounge time, 60 minutes of football conversation revolving around the Dallas Cowboys. I am longtime Cowboy reporter, Nui Scruggs, joined by former Dallas Cowboys defense back, Danny McRae. Barry Church is out playing in the woods, decided not to, to, to work with us today. And that's okay, that's okay. Apparently, um, he was instructed by, by the Mrs. That, 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 you know, he needed to do this. And we, you know, smart thing to do to listen to mama, especially since she just gave birth to another beautiful church baby. So whatever mama wants, mama gets. So Cabin church. fever is real. <laughs> he was going <laughs> stir crazy exactly. in there. He had to get out. You know what? See, I'm not. I don't know about you, Danny. I'm not. Being quarantined, I'm all good, man. But but I also say this. I, where I live, there's a park right behind me. So I go and do all kind of stuff. But I, I'm not. I don't feel quarantined at all. What about you? Nah, listen. So I've been out of the league since 2016 of March is when I got my severance check. The first three years of that was quarantine for me. <laughs> you go home, all your okay. friends, all your friends that got normal jobs and don't play in the league in your hometown, they all at work. All right. Then when they get off work, they got other stuff to do. Then they go home, they go to sleep on time so they can get up in the morning and go back to work. So I had nothing to do. I was in the house just waiting, playing the game, watching TV for three years. So we were three months in. I still got another, another 30, 33, 34 before I start feeling any type of itch. All right, so it's a two-man game today. Newey Scruggs and Danny McRae, while, while my man Church is out, he'll join us next week. I'll start with what I like to say is tired news, but it is news, and I feel like I that it's our job here to educate Cowboy fans on what they should and should not be listening to. And it concerns number four, Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the team. So Chris Sims of NBC Sports came out with a report yesterday and said, Dak Prescott turns down the highest contract ever, turns down $175 million from the Cowboys for four years. And people on social media went absolutely nuts about it. Danny, let me tell you what frustrated me about it. I get a phone call from my bosses, okay? My folks TV station called me, hey, you seen this? And Danny, what's 35 times five? You went to LSU. Got the number? <laughs> 75. At 175. All right. So it's 175. This is what we talked about in March. That the Cowboys had offered him 35 mil a year and he turned it down. So I'm like, this is not new. This is what we've heard before. It was a five-year deal. Clarence Hill had reported about it and talked about a guarantee of $106 million. Now, throughout this process, Cowboys fans, if you've been on the Players' Lounge or on any of the Dallas Cowboys podcasts, you know that Dak Prescott wants a four-year deal. What have we seen for Jared Goff? Four years. Aaron Rodgers, four years. Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, four years. What did Ryan Tannehill just get? Four years. Carson Wentz, four years. I mean, this is what guys are doing. Dak doesn't want a five-year deal. So when you offered, allegedly, this was a report, said five-year deal, 
and 106 million guaranteed. Jared Goff had 110 million guaranteed on a four-year deal. Now, Danny, what do you think the agent? You and I have spoken about this. This is not this is not so much about Dak. It's, this is the agent, Todd France versus the Cowboys. Of course, he's gonna say no to that. And it's May. When is when is the deadline deal for Dak Prescott on this franchise tag? It is July 15th. And let me educate everyone who who doesn't understand the exclusive franchise tag here. All right, so the Cowboys are going to pay Dak Prescott a minimum of $31.4 million. Okay, that is what Dak's 2020 salary is if he only plays under the exclusive franchise tag. They have until July 15th to come up with a long-term deal. On July 16th, if there's no deal, then Dak will play 2020 for $31.4 million. That is what the NFL salary and the agents they've all the owners and players agreed to that's what they pay under the franchise tag now they have until the 15th to get a deal done i've said this before the cowboys usually go down to the end on these deals and they get done so dak prescott asking for 35 million dollars let me tell you why that is not some crazy number so danny we've just established the franchise tag this year 31.4 million dollars for dak Let's say he plays 2020 under the franchise tag and then the Cowboys tag him again. He'll get a 20% increase in salary. So that would mean in 2021, Dak would make $37.68 million. You go ahead and add that up together. That's a two-year total for $69.08 million. You go ahead and divide that by two. That's $34.5 million average. So you look at these two years, that's where you're going to get the $35 million number from. Okay, so that's that. That is what that is. Okay, so um, they got things they got to fix on that. They got things that they got to work on. So I, I just feel like I'm right. frustrated listening to people. I'm, I'm frustrated listening to people when they talk about Dax and his money because it's out there. <laughs> okay. So uh, let me turn off my. Uh, Turn off my 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 Siri started talking to me, but um, so for me that's frustrating. And I did. I had my bosses call them. My bosses Siri are like, "What's to. going on?" My bosses are calling, like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Why are we believing these reports that have already been out there? We've already told you what it is." So anyway, that's my rant, man. That's my rant. Cowboy fan is mad about Dak, and they shouldn't be at all. This this deal will get done, man. All right, so I, I, I just I, like I, I think that the reports that keep coming out, they all are just pointed to make. I lost you. All right. You know what? We got a little audio difficulty here. Let's let's take a break here. We'll take a break. We're going to come back, reset this thing, and uh, make sure Danny and I get, get get on this one-on-one. All right, you're listening to the Players' Lounge and watching the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. 
Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorU. USA.com. Essilor. See more, do more. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. 
Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Your new apartment's big. To the Players Lounge. Hey, Players Lounge, Newey Scruggs, Danny McCray with you. Uh, Barry Church is out playing in the woods, hanging out here. So this is <laughs> uh, uh, a two-man game today. Uh, all right, so I started off, and, and I just, my complaint was we had a report by Chris Sims on Dak Prescott and his contract and his money. There's nearly nothing new. And if anything, there was stuff in there that said that, that really didn't make sense. And, and Danny, one of the things that got added on to this so-called Report, which by the way was refuted by Adam Schefter, ESPN, and uh, Ian Rappaport, and NFL Network. The DAC wanted forty-five million dollars in year number number five, and people were just going livid on it, going crazy on it. It's it's maddening to me because we just take anything now. If it's on social media, we just say yes. Now look, Chris Sims, I like Chris Sims, but Chris Sims up in New Jersey he doesn't cover the Cowboys. He, he's reported on something that Clarence Hill had back in March. And, and doesn't even truly have the numbers correct according to the people there. So fans are killing Dak Prescott now, calling him greedy. Just on the Twitter page right now, somebody said, Dak Prescott is pricing himself out of the National Football League. No, he's not. He's <laughs> not, not. not at all. Not at Danny, all. He's, Danny, what, uh, Danny, you, you, you've played this game, and, and you've seen where the salary cap is going. We've heard Patrick Mahomes is going to get a new deal. In the Kansas City Chiefs have said they want it's going to average start about forty million dollars for him forty. So if, let's say Patrick Mahomes gets forty million dollars this year or in 2020, uh, 2021, If Dak Prescott's making forty five in twenty twenty five, that's going to be a steal. The way the prices <laughs> are going here. So so yeah, there, there there's my complaint. You go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I don't think people are paying attention to to five years from now or the last year of the deal. They, they, what you really should think be thinking about is the guaranteed money and how much he'll make over the the years of his contract that he's he will for sure be here. We know a lot of the times in these uh, in contracts in general in uh, in the NFL. Players don't usually make it to that last year of the deal. By that time, uh, teams are looking for cheaper ways to get things done or they're moving on to to the first-round draft pick or finding a quarterback for the future or the DB for the future. So, one, even, even with this being something that's not even true, fans should look at what it is that Dak will actually get. Now, you also have to look at the fact that none of this stuff that is, is, has come out has been confirmed by Dak's team or the Cowboys. <laughs> so, to me, 
It's not true. So you just you just read the stuff that people are putting out there that's not true, and you letting that uh, you know sh- shape your expectations of, of what Dak should get and your, your your look on on what he's what he think he's worth, and and it's not true. So just fall back. Wait till you actually read through something that says the cowboy said, or this is from Dak's team, and then you get a confirmation, and then then make your judgment on that. But you know. In this uh, Corona nineteen, uh, th- th- this time it's going to be a lot of reports that keep coming out that are false. So by this time, y- you should be able to kind of decipher that, that that none of this is real until you see it coming from some trusted sources like Adam Schefter or somebody from the Cowboys. Now you bring up a very good point. We don't have live games right now due to COVID-19. So people are looking for things. And Dak Prescott keeps staying in the crosshairs of these debate shows that people are into and they react to all the time. I had one uh, fan, Ed. Ed sat around here. Says, uh, Ed's over at his Twitter handle. is DumbLuck2010. And he says, if Dak holds out, what's the worst that could happen? Danny, will you please let <laughs> this man know that there's not going to be a holdout from Dak Prescott? No, for one, it, it, it won't be a holdout. One, the, the franchise tag is there. Uh, so I, I believe me and Newley have something going that he'll sign it or he won't or he'll have a new deal before. Dak will be playing this year. And what's the worst that could happen? Do they remember from 2013 to 2015, like we had Matt Castle in there. We had a bunch of backup quarterbacks when Romo went, uh, got hurt, and none of them panned out for us. What's the worst that could happen? We could go 4-12. and 12. <laughs> We could go one and fifteen. That that's the worst that could happen. So let, let, let's not wish on that, and let's hope that that gets something done because it, it it can get pretty bad. And this is Danny once again where I go to. I feel like our show is designed to help fans understand how this league works. Dak Prescott doesn't have to play in the preseason games. He can skip all the training camp, but when it comes to the season, he cannot hold out. He's going to sign the franchise tender, and he's going to play. And also. Let's make sure we look at this from a smart standpoint. If Dak Prescott doesn't play, he doesn't help his money go up the next year. I think everybody can look at Le'Veon Bell. and When he decided to skip the whole season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that was used against him. And that was a running back. Quarterbacks don't do things like that. So Dak Prescott is going to play for the Cowboys this year. It really just comes down to two things. Is it on a one-year deal? Or is it on a four to five year deal? That's one of those two scenarios is going to happen. Long term or one year deal. And I believe it's going to be a long-term deal. Danny right now is thinking it's going to be just on a uh, on, on a one-year deal. And by the way, Danny, this week I ended up talking to a friend of mine who's covered the NFL for over 30 years and says he thinks it's going to be a one-year deal the way it's going right now. So you, you want to be, you, 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 I hate to see you be right again. But, it's, but it's, I'm... It's, 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 it's not hard to see, man. Dak, Dak wants to get his money. He wants to get money multiple times over the next five years. So, like I said, he, he wants a four-year deal so he can hit that market again and get paid again. And as I'm not mad at him for that. Get all the money that you can. So, yeah, I, I, I'm seeing a one-year thing. And what, what, what also happens with Dak not holding out and not playing for an entire year, Dak doesn't know the landscape of what quarterbacks are going to be good for – in college, what teams will be looking to rebuild and draft the number one? It's a lot of thing that goes, a lot of things that go into that. He can't just, he won't just sit out and expect to be paid a lot by, by a team just because he's Dak Prescott. Like, you're not a GM and you don't know what direction some of these teams will be going in next year. So, 
that, 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 that rolling the dice like that is a little rough, and I don't think he'll do that. And his agent wouldn't advise him to do that either. Danny, you 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 just jarred my my memory when you said that. Where does Dak Prescott make the bulk of his money right now? It's off the field endorsements. Off the field. So there's no way you're going to sit out because if you're sitting out, Sleep Number's not going to want to pay you. Uh, Oikos yogurt, uh, Campbell's chunky soup, Seven uh, Eleven, Frito, all these advertisers that he endorses, all these companies he's endorses. There's no way. So folks, go ahead and take that out of your mind. All right. So so I feel right there. We're giving you a we're giving you a public service to understand so you can go and talk to your friends intelligently about these conversations with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Danny, did we have a bet on this one year deal versus long term deal? Uh, it sounds no, like you're is, saying is, I made is, a bet with you. This is this is what happened. We didn't bet. It was a right now to me it's just a gentleman's bet where I'll be right or you'll be wrong. You didn't really okay. bet anything on it because you still you still feel a little salty from the pop of those. But hey, what what, what can I say? I'll let you choose the restaurant if you take the bet. Uh, you could you could think get 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 back with me. Yeah, next I'll week. think about Cause it. Because I because I want your I want church to be on to hear this too. Because I need another witness in, in 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 studio or on phone to confirm that you said okay to this. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to make the bet, but I still am convinced all day long that we are going to see Rain Dakota Prescott sign a four-year contract July 15th or July July 14 or 15. I believe it will get done. Jerry's so you, you never took it a, lost a guy. You took it a step forward. So now it's going to be a four-year. It's going to be what Dak wants. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that, 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 that's that's another level to this to this uh, right or wrong. We'll see. Okay. And, and, all right. I'm glad you said it because let me go ahead and explain it. And, and this is also for Cowboy fans out here, so you now understand. The agent plays a real big part in this. And Danny, you know this from having teammates. The agent game preys upon other guys. So let's say Dak signed a five year deal. And Todd Francis and, and Todd Francis' agent. You know what Drew Rosenhaus and Lee Steinberg and these other agents say? They're gonna say, wait a minute, why did he have Dak sign a five-year deal when Dak is 26 years old, could have got back on the market at 30, and everybody else in the game is sitting around here signing four-year deals. Wentz, four-year deal, golf, four-year deal, Russell Wilson, four-year deal, Aaron Rodgers, four-year deal, Ryan Tannehill, four-year deal. That's why it's going to be a. If everybody else out there is signing a four, you're Todd Francis. You sign a five. That's not good for you because in five years, who knows where the cap could be? One of the things that we've consistently seen is the salary cap going up. Now with COVID nineteen, who knows where it is? But right now, the NFL is on schedule to play. So if I'm Todd France, I can't sit around here and go do four, and everybody else is doing five. So you can't so, do so, it. So to. So to those so to, to those false reports and those Cowboys fans though, what if the last two years of that number uh, of that contract the numbers are astronomical, to where it would adjust for what the salary cap may be, and you sign this five year deal and you're getting paid the same amount as what whatever the quarterbacks would be making on average or a little bit above, in in, in the fifth or fourth and fifth year of that deal. Yeah, then, just look at Cam, as a, look as an agent that makes you okay. Look at Cam Newton's deal. 
18 million bucks this year. Carolina got out of it, but that was what he, you know, Cam signed that deal way back when we're thinking, wow, $20 million is a lot of money. And now we see $18 million for a quarterback is a bargain. So yeah, if he signs a five-year deal and, it, and according to that Chris Sims report, 45 million bucks is what he was getting in the fifth year. By the time we get to 2025, that's not going to seem or be a lot of money the way the NFL salary cap is going. So, But I just think at the end of the day, it's going to be a deal for four years for Dak Prescott and that Jerry Jones is going to make it happen. Jerry said he wants him. They, they say they consider him family. He's 77 years old. He wants another Super Bowl. As much as they like Andy Dalton, they want Dak Prescott to be the guy. So that's why I'm convinced something will get done. The one guy I was truly worried about leaving, Danny, was Amari Cooper, and he didn't leave. They ended up getting their guy. So I believe that's uh, at the ex- at the, at the expense at the expense of Dak. And let's not forget that Jerry Jones and these family members, Dez. <laughs> There are guys that uh, Jason Garrett who are considered family members that are no longer playing with the Cowboys or coaching. So, yeah, you could be a family member and still not get what you want. Now, you know the Dez thing was an interesting deal because Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett, they were done with it. And so, and it took, it, remember now, it took a minute before they got, that Jason Garrett was able to get Dez out the building. Jerry was the last holdout. He was the guy who still wanted him, and they had to go in there along with Steven and convince Jerry, hey, this has to be done. But I think they, this one's different. They, they accomplished Steven, it. <laughs> yes, but Steven is on board here. Jerry is on board, and Mike McCarthy's on board, So, and, and Will McClay. So you got, you got four people, you got four decision makers who are all on board number four. Des Bryant had lost decision makers, and so that ended up uh, costing him. So, Plus, we know so, the so, off-field distractions are different between these two players. So, 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 give me this. One, one last thing on Dak. So, okay. Dak. So, let's say Dak signs this July fifteenth franchise tag. What, what, what do the Cowboys lose from that? Right? They get him for a year. McCarthy gets to see if he's the quarterback that he hopes for. And he could, and the Cowboys can still pay him next year. You think Dak is too upset and too angry to take a top-notch quarterback next year after playing out this one? Just because the quarterback? I mean, they didn't give him a long-term deal in twenty twenty. I haven't considered that for the very reason they keep telling you they want it. And they said they they got him. They got it. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying, I just see them getting a long-term deal done because they said that's what they wanted to do. They got that done with Cooper. They ended up getting it done with Zeke. So I I just don't see how they don't get it done with Dak Prescott here. You you know, that's my belief, man. I'm just going to go on history. Uh, Parcells used to have that great line. All I can go by is what I see. And what I've seen before is when the Joneses said they wanted a guy, they get their guy. And I just believe that'll get done. All right, we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> At some point in time, when church gets back, we'll, we'll put something on it. All right, Dan. Oh, yeah. uh, let me transition into another um, thirsty rumor that Cowboy fans love to jump on. And that's Jamal Adams. The safety for the New York Jets, who's a Hebron native who played at the SEC college. And um, he's he's not getting the deal done right now with the Jets. And then there's a rumor that the Jets are, are going to put him on the market. Look, I love Jamal Adams. You love Jamal Adams because he's an LSU Tiger. We know what a special player he is. 
But trading for Jamal Adams is not just as simple as making a trade for him. You have to pay him. He's going to want to be paid in the top salaries of a safety. So we're talking about possibly $15 million a year. If you're trying to sign Dak Prescott and he's averaging $35 million a year and you've got Zeke making his money, you got Cooper making his money, you got Tyron Smith, Zach Martin making their money, I mean, Tank's making his money, there's not enough salary cap to add in a $15 million a year safety and he's going to want to be paid that money. That's my opinion. You tell me what you think. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm with you all the way on this one. The only way that Jamal Adams get traded to the Cowboys is if they're making a swap for a high Clint Dix. That's the only way he's getting here. It's got to be an even swap, and if they both playing on one-year deals, and you see what happens after that. Uh, other than that, I, I don't see it happening. There, there, there's no way for us to pay him afterwards. So if you just cock Clint Dix is on this one-year deal to see if they can make it happen this year, if you want to do the same thing with Jamal Adams and get him for cheap and not, not have to pay him again, then maybe that'll work. But other than that, there, there's no way he's coming here, even if the, uh, the the Jets trade him or don't sign him for the for the foreseeable future. Now, Cowboy fan, I, and this is what – I can't say this enough. We love the player. The Cowboys love the player. But the price tag is going to be the issue. And he's you know, Jamal Adams is a young man here. This next contract, you got to go ahead and, and get as much money as you can. Now, unless Jamal Adams wants to start coming to the Cowboys on it and give them a discount deal, which I don't believe he will, I don't see it happening. Look, the Cowboys loved Earl Thomas. And Danny, what happened with Earl? They passed on. They said, man, we, we like you, but no. And Earl Thomas wanted to come here. But what did Earl do? Earl said, I, got, I need one more. I need one more paycheck. And he got paid a lot of money from Baltimore. Ended up being a fantastic decision for him as the Ravens had a very good year with the number one seed in the AFC last year. But these things, Danny, you know they come down to money. Because when you're a football player, your body has a shelf life on it. Yeah, you could. So <laughs> the Earl Thomas thing is a little different than, than Jamal Adams because, yes, Jamal Adams is a little younger. But you got to think about not not that many teams value the safety position that much because d depending on how you play the game, if you're not able to turn the ball over or you playing back deep like Earl Thomas or you being a Troy Palomalu type player to where you can you can get interceptions and disrupt the game that way outside of making, making sacks when you blitz and kind of being an enforcer, then – it's tough to pay you the $15 million, especially when you have other things you need to worry about. And Jamal Adams, as great as a safety as he is, he is not the, the same like prototypical player as uh, Earl Thomas or Troy Palomalu. He doesn't do those type of things. He's a, he's a strong safety. Now, he can play the middle, but he won't make those same type of plays and turn the ball over as a Earl Thomas or a Troy Palomalu. So... It's, it's a little difficult to get in get into that and say we're going to pay this guy to be on this team that much money when he is he, he's not that type of versatile player and that to turn the ball over like that. Now he makes plays and all respect to Jamal Adams but it's that's just tough especially for here with the Cowboys when we just got to talking about how you're going to pay Dak. All right, Danny McCray, Newey Scruggs, Players Lounge right here on a Friday. Now we went through all that. Okay, we went through all that. I felt like you and I explained that very well and this is what we get right here on, on the Cowboy Twitter page here. It says, would you give up Gallup and a number one? I say, hell no. <laughs> no. You're not. Why would you trade? Why would you do that? So you're talking about having the top offense in the league on paper right now, and you're going to give that up for a safety? And you already got two starting caliber guys. So the what Jamal Adams would have to bring to the team 
would have to be so far ahead of what we already have to make that Drake worth it. And I just don't see a safety being able to make that type of contribution when you already have two guys back there who can play the game and they're proven players in the league. All right, here's somebody else on Cowboys Twitter. He says, Mike Fisher said they had an extension for Adams last season. Okay, let me just put this in in terms that everyone understands. Last year you had Jason Garrett as a head coach, and last year you were doing things different. It's a different year now, and you've already done different things. This is a different defense. So whatever the Cowboys thought about doing and having conversations about Jamal Adams and what they were going to do, guess what? Throw it all out the window because it's different now. What, we don't live in the same world that we did in October and November, okay? We just don't. So whatever the Cowboys thought about doing, they're not doing. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't emphasize this <laughs> enough, friends. I love Adams. He's a good player. But you have to start thinking about the cost. And the Cowboys told you this last year at Oxnard, California. Hey, there's only so much pie. And traditionally, Danny, you know this because you play defensive back. Cowboys don't pay safeties. They don't do it, and they're not. If they didn't want to pay Earl Thomas, I don't see him wanting to pay Jamal Adams right now either. It's kind of a something they wanted. It didn't happen, and now they're moving on. And you, you just, you just can't afford to do it right now. Plus, Danny, we hadn't talked about this enough. Travis Frederick has retired, and they're going to have to figure out how they, they deal with the cap money from him. Most likely June 1st, they cut him and then they spread it over two years, but that's a hit right there. But you got to think about how you take care of that salary cap hit because Travis at the time was the highest paid center in the game. Some people have passed him, but it's still a high number that the Cowboys have got to start to manage under their cap as well. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it's going to be rough. I, like me and, me and Nui are on the same page with this Jamal Adams thing. And we were on the same page last year when people were talking about giving up so much for him. We just didn't think it was worth it. And I still don't think it's worth it this year. We got we got other things to worry about, mainly our quarterback. And we don't need to be tying up money for the next few years, depending on if we're going to pay Jamal Adams or not, or trading away key pieces that we already have and messing up something that we already think is good. It just it doesn't make sense. And, and as much as you love the player, love him on the Jets, not, not the Cowboys. Let's talk about a current Dallas Cowboy, guy who's here. And some big news this week. That's Alden Smith, defensive end, being reinstated by the National Football League. Alden uh, is 30 years old. Yes, he's missed some seasons here in the NFL. Danny, you've been skeptical about what Alden Smith can do. But what the Cowboys want in terms of trying to get this guy back on the field, a major hurdle has been cleared. This guy can go ahead and play and start to participate in the virtual workouts. Your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think it's a big step. I, I had no doubt that he would get reinstated. Um, I would still be a fool to think that just based off the short time that he's been here, that he, he won't hit a hurdle or run into an issue once we get back to playing ball. This COVID-19 thing is, has been a positive for him in terms of being being on quarantine and lockdown and not being able to – well, not having to be around certain things that may have triggered him in the past. And if he keeps going this way, he's on the path to where I think he can, he can succeed. But, you know, this short amount of time after so many mess-ups and so many repeat things that were outside of just alcohol and, and any other type of thing, it was physical stuff as well. So I think we got to give it a little bit more time. And I'm skeptical. And I think I would just be a fool not to be. I just got to see it. The proof is in the pudding. And he got a long way to go. Okay. So Alden Smith is in. You're hoping to get Randy Gregory reinstated as well. So 
and this is how I'm looking at the two players. If the two players can combine to get seven, eight sacks between them, then I'll be happy. I mean, because I'm going to keep my expectations low. So if these guys can can come in and bring eight sacks off that off one side, man, I'll be happy with that. And I'm going to assume we get Tank Lawrence of two years ago, two or three years ago, when he was putting up Pro Bowl numbers. <laughs> and if we get Tank at 15 sacks a game, if you get Tank at 15 sacks a game and you get eight on the other side here, that kind of pressure right there, and then what the other guys can do, and then being able to have a Jalen uh, Jalen Smith blitz and try and get this Cowboys team up to 40 sacks a game, then then I think that you're really starting to cook with some gas here. Uh, we, we, you just have to get some more production with Robert Quinn going on that other side. Gone. I want I, I want to be I, I want to be clear as a as a a true football watcher and lover of the game when we talk about this because I want people to understand what you mean when you say eight sacks. We do not mean. Four sacks in one game. We mean <laughs> production throughout the entire season. So Adrian Claiborne a couple years ago when Tyron was out of the game, he had an amazing game. I think he had six sacks, right? We're not talking about having that for the entire season. We want production as in when you say eight sacks, let's say a sack every other game or a sack each game from each one. Not just a clump of them, you know, because th- those stats sometimes can be misleading uh, throughout the entire season. So my, my looking for it is if these guys can be productive throughout the entire season and spread those sacks out, if they only get eight, make sure that they are big moments and not all just at one time. And, and, and I think that will work for us. But when you look at those things, make sure that, that you're seeing that this is spread out over the entire season and watch the entirety of the game and not just base it off, oh, this guy had, had eight sacks. Because the story is not told in just, just looking at that paper. And, and I also didn't add in you know, Tyrone Crawford, who, who's going to be back healthy, and, and what he could bring. So if Tyrone Crawford can come in here and give you four or five sacks, I mean, that's, I'm looking at it as three guys at one spot trying to, trying to really kind of recreate what Robert Quinn had last year. So if you can get, you know, kind of match that production that Quinn had on one side and get Tank being back to what he was on the other side, it's adding in that Mike Nolan's going to blitz a whole lot more than what we saw for Rod Marinelli. You get the sack numbers up for this team and try to get yourself in the top 10. Danny, that to me is where they need to be. They need to be top 10 in sacks, and we know they need to figure out a way to, to at least get out the bottom half of the league in interceptions. Then the Cowboys can make a difference. We know they're going to score some points. It's defensively where they've got to make some changes. And Xavier Woods was on a uh, media call this week and talked about how they've got a whole lot of uh, different concepts going into this defense, and they're going to do a whole lot more than play cover three. Personally, I found I found listening to him kind of exciting. What about you? Uh, yeah, man, I, I found it exciting just based on the fact that what I've been hearing about Christian Shaw's defense was they lined up where, where they were going to be, and they played from there, and it was like, hey, the, the offense knows what we're going to do, but we're still going to stop them. Uh, I think the best defenses are able to disguise and trick those quarterbacks, when you, especially when you play guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. You can't show them the mill uh, b- before they snap the ball because they, they'll read it and, and they'll hit you with a nine ball or they'll find a way to get that first down. So it's exciting to hear that we'll be putting more emphasis on disguise and hiding what we'll be doing on defense. And also he, he spoke about, uh, you know, we'll be a little bit more diverse in running running some blitzes and running some mixed coverages. So maybe cover six is where you're running two on one side, four on the other, just depending on what the uh, what the offense is usually doing. So I think it's, it's great to be creative. I think it's also tough in this time, like I said, when me and Church used to talk about, 
during the uh, during the lockout when Rob Brown was here, he has a complex defense, some similar to what it sounds like Xavier Woods is talking about, and it was hard for us to get that understood with with the uh, decreased time that we had together and being on the field. So it'll be interesting to see how that works and how much of that uh, defense they'll be able to to put in when they're able to get back on the field. All right, Danny. I'm 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 reading the Cowboys Twitter page here, and I've got I, I've stopped in my tracks when I absolutely saw this. <laughs> I want to go ahead and read this to you because we're sitting here talking about Tyrone Crawford and. Kenneth Jr. 88 says, cut Tyrone Crawford or restructure his deal. He is overpaid. Now, we just spoke about <laughs> Alden Smith and Randy Gregory being reinstated. What's the one thing that you cannot do with these two guys if you're the Cowboys? You can't just trust them. You, you know, you, <laughs> Absolutely you, not. Okay? Why, why are you cutting Tyrone Crawford like you don't need him? Danny, you've played on defenses where you've seen injuries happen. Guys rarely finish the season feeling 100%. You need bodies on the D-line. Let, and, and, let me tell you, and let me tell you this about Tyrone Crawford because his worth is more than, than, than his play. If you talk to any player in the locker room or any other staff in there, the leader of that defensive line, the guy that keeps those guys in check and in order and holds them accountable is Tyrone Crawford. And you saw a drop-off last year when he was injured. So just based off what I'm hearing and what I saw on the field, this guy's more important than, than, than anybody could ever expect just based off his leadership ability. Now, he can play the game as well, and if he's healthy, he's one of the top guys in his position in the league, and I think he can get back to that. But we also need that leadership to hold people accountable so we can get that production that we need from the D-line. And awesome. with Randy Gregory and Alden Smith coming back, you're definitely going to need a strong leader in that room. Danny, throw in position flexibility that Tyrone Crawford has given the Cowboys, and I don't think fans understand that. When guys were getting hurt on the inside, Tyrone Crawford went for defensive end, start playing as a defense sack. He's a guy that gives a coordinator like Mike Nolan a lot of choices. And if you listen to Mike McCarthy talk about his time in Green Bay, and he goes back to that Super Bowl year, and how many guys they had to go through that year, they ended up winning the Super Bowl over at AT&T Stadium. You need plenty of guys, and on the D-line, a position flexibility that a guy like Tyrone Crawford has, he's not overpaid, folks. He's been hurt, but he's not overpaid in what he can do. And sometimes we just want to look at everything. It has to come down to what kind of sack somebody gives you on the D-line. It's really, you have to go deeper than that. It's like looking at an ice cream. Oh, no at what's on top. you got to look at what's on the bottom here. Newey, you know where I'm finna go with this now because you've been on D Law pretty hard. All right, you've been on D Law pretty hard. It's, like I said, it's more, it's more to it than just the number of sacks that the guy gets. All right, yes, I'm glad yes, you said that. You I'm that glad we're on the same correct. page about it. Now he does yes. need more sacks, but if we watch the tape, Demarcus Lawrence was a force to be reckoned with, especially in the on the goal line and disrupting plays and helping other guys get sacks as well. Correct. Just, I just had to throw that out there from my, from, from my arguments from, from, you're, from you're previous correct. episodes. Yes, but but I would also say this. You and I expect more than five sacks next year. Oh, yeah, most And definitely. I think the Cowboys do. I, I, yeah, yeah for, for the salary that you're making, they, they, they're going to want more than five sacks. And you and I know this. 
if he has another five sack season, they're not going to win as much if he's sitting up here putting up 10 or 12 sacks because we know what a difference it makes. And the Cowboys in that department have uh, had issues. But I'll say this. I, one reason why I expect him to have more sacks is I believe Mike Nolan will be better with the scheme and he'll blitz a lot more. And that's going to – I think you got to help sometimes, help scheme it so your guys can make plays. So, well, there. I, how? I also, you like that? Do you I, like that, Danny? I, well, Craig? you well, like that? Well, well, <laughs> I, I love it. I'm, I'm also going to add this on. I expect us to be playing <laughs> for, with the lead next year to where we have the opportunity to get more sacks like Demarcus Lawrence was able to in previous years. We run the ball, get a lead, and then the, the, the other team has to come out and throw the ball to try to play catch up, and they, and they become one-dimensional. Then you got more opportunities to get sacks. So sometimes the flow of the game also helps that as well. I, if you remember, when we were able to run the ball with Zeke and we were controlling the clock, I think we were like number one in the league in time of possession. That's when our defense got most turnovers and more sacks because the other team didn't have much time to try to catch up and they had to throw the ball three times uh, three times each first second third down they had to throw the ball so we had more opportunities to get that and you saw those high numbers coming in sacks and interceptions so I think the way we play the game and what we expect to see on offense I think that'll play right into DeMarcus Lawrence's hands of being able to wreak havoc on those quarterbacks I, you, you, what you just said right there brings to, to light something someone had taught me a while back in saying that there are times when your offense has to help your defense. And if the offense is chewing up the clock and getting a lead, it helps your defense because now teams become one-dimensional and, and you know what they can do, which helps you. Um, I go back to the 85 Bears, and that, that's before your time, Danny, but the 85 Bears defense was so good. The teams, all, they were so behind, all they could do was throw. And they had so many great pass rushers, and they knew how to blitz so well that it, it, just, it, became, I mean, it just became a game of tee-off for the Bears. And if the Cowboys are averaging 30 points a game with this offense, yeah, you're going to make life a lot easier for, for that Cowboys defense. And the strength of the team and the money that's being spent on this team is on the offense. So to me, that's another responsibility that Kellen Moore is a coordinator and Mike McCarthy is the head coach. They've got to make sure they take care of the defense by, by really coming up with an offense that scores a lot of points, puts a lot of pressure on folks. We saw what the Kansas City Chiefs were able to do. Their defense is not great, okay? And, and I'm not trying to be, be flipping about it at all. They have some good players, but it's not a great defense. But they didn't have to be great because their offense put so much pressure on other teams. And it helped their defense along the way, and it ended up helping them win a Super Bowl day. Right. Just just remember, it, it, it's tough to commit to rushing the pass on first and second down, it, especially when they're ahead of the chains. So you, your offense has to help you get in those situations. And like I said, especially I think the year that I was in Chicago, they came up to Chicago. I was still watching the Cowboys play. And those guys were running the ball, scoring points. And it, it, I think Barry, Barry was still on that defense. We had Brandon Carr, Sean Lee. We had some guys on there. And those guys were able to make plays in the passing game. It was so obvious of why. Because Zeke was running the ball like crazy. We had time possession, and they got guys behind. And when you play that way, like I said, you get a lot more opportunities on defense. And Marinelli, I loved him, and I, I loved the way he coached. He would always say, you earn the right to rush on third down. And it's, and it's true. So you, even on defense, you still have to get those stops on first and second. Because if you're not, you're still not rushing the passer. It's hard to rush the passer on third and two and third and one. So it, it's both sides of the ball. Offense can help the defense, but defense also has to help itself. And I think I he, think with the new schemes on both sides, I think we'll be able to get that done just from what we see on paper and what these coaches have been able to do in the past. 
He is Danny McRae on Newey Scruggs. Barry Church take of the week off here. This is the Players' Lounge. We have one more break we've got to take. We want to talk about, uh, let you hear from Jerry Jones on um, being back in the building as the NFL has opened up facilities across the country and a change of heart for C.D. Lamb. Why he decided to go to number 88 when he initially said he wanted number 10. We'll talk about that next right here on the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. Where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stack from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to the Players' Lounge. Great to be back in the office this morning. I thought there was no better place uh, than right here in our office, my office, to uh, participate uh, in the virtual league meeting that we're having. Uh, in the days and weeks ahead, I look forward to welcoming many of our employees uh, back to our workplace. Uh, we're committed to doing uh, what is safe and smart and everything that complies with uh, all the rules uh, from the standpoint of our state, our county, our cities, as well as the NFL rules. This is a big day for our clubs. I think it's a big day for the NFL. I think it's a big day for sports. Uh, it's a big day for building confidence. Uh, we're going to be very deliberate, but we're also going to be very determined. We will keep a close eye on the comfort and care of our employees as uh, we're involved in this transition. We'll do it the right way. All right, that is the Hall of Fame owner, Gerald Wayne Jones. NFL clubs were allowed back in their facilities according to the restrictions that their states are allowing. The NFL, in my opinion, is going to be played this year. We're going to see football. 
Whether we have fans or not, I don't know. But I'm just telling you right now, we are going to have football. They're taking all the steps to make sure that they go ahead and play the season. This is the Players' Lounge. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter. Danny McCray joins me. He's a former Cowboys player. Barry Church is off this week. He's out playing in the woods. Danny, you see the NFL is starting to make every move towards playing a season. And then we look at college football. College football, man, they're already trying to figure out how they can get student athletes back on campus here. And Ohio State talked about how they could play some games with, with just 25 to 50,000 fans in the shoe, which they can obviously see a lot more than that. But I'm telling you, man, people are figuring out a way. How do they get their football? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I see all these plans coming out. And, you know, I'm skeptical with this with this COVID-19 thing. It's so early. Uh, once you get back to having guys practice together, then they have to go home and come back and live their normal lives. And you start to see how that affects people on the team. See if people get sick. Yeah. See if they don't. I think I think that'll be a big determining factor of if you can play these games or if you can hold training camp. Same thing with uh, let these people into the to, to the uh, to the stadium. Fifty thousand people. Now it looks good on paper. Like I, you know, I I, I did. I did a uh, NBA. Yeah, I took an NBA class, and I and I, I know a little bit about operations, and all that stuff looks good on paper until you get actual people in there where where you can't really determine like what they're going to do because people sometimes do random things. What about tailgates? What about all this other stuff? I think it's a lot more things that they have to figure out, but it's positive. Danny, it's I positive lost you that they're talking about there, it. Danny. Yep. All right, uh, look, there's so much money tied up into college football, pro football. They're going to figure out how to get out here and get that money. I look at NASCAR. We just seen NASCAR run two races without fans. This means they're fulfilling their parts of the TV contract. Now, we're going to see losses in revenue if you cannot have a full stadium, but if they can figure out how to operate at 25% or 50% capacity, the way they're doing restaurants, and, and I'll simply go by what I have seen happen as they started to reopen in the state of Texas, restaurants at 25%, gyms at 25%. I, why isn't the NFL going to do the same thing if they can't? They're going to figure out a way to get people into the stadium, sell concessions. They're, they're going to want to get the money. All right. There's just so much money out there. and There's so much money that can be lost that these teams and these colleges are going to figure out ways that they can go ahead and recoup those dollars. Now, what I did find hypocritical when it comes to these colleges is you're doing everything you can to figure out how can you get these players back. But what about the students? Now, that I found absolutely funny. I saw where Louisville is trying to figure out how to get, uh, get kids back on campus in May. Talking about getting kids back on campus in May. For football and the fall sports, like, well, what about the students? And that, that, uh, and I, I laugh at it. And I also say this I expect many colleges to have students on campus this fall. I was telling one friend of mine, I said, You may mean you get your own dorm room, but they're going to figure you don't have to, you don't have to do the whole <laughs> double, you know, double occupancy, but, but they're going to figure out how to get you on campus. Danny, I'll give you a good example because I served on the board of trustees. At my alma mater, UNC Pembroke, which is one of the 16 schools in the state of North Carolina, which includes NC State and North Carolina, which is playing the ACC. 
The state says that you cannot take any state dollars and put it towards athletics. For instance, if the state gives you $3 million a year, you can't go spend any of it on a field or at a stadium or anything like that at all for sports. But what you can use is what they call the student activity fee. And they need the student activity fee. And the, you don't get that fee if you don't have students there on campus. So you will see students on campus because they need the activity fee. So you will see people going to school in North Carolina at their 16 institutions, especially the ones that play that play big time sports, the East <laughs> Carolinas. They're going to get their money, man. They're going to get their money. And if they're doing it at colleges, well, you know the NFL is going to look at it the same way and say, how can we fill up uh, AT&T if it's at 25% or 50%, they're going to take something before they take nothing at all. Go ahead, Danny. Yeah, um, most definitely. I think the uh, just just going back to my days at LSU, I remember we had an uh, apartment complex, West West Campus uh, Apartments, and we had four guys to to a room in there. So uh, just just trying to think about how they'll make that work and how they'll be able to spread out the student athletes over that time. Because in that apartment complex, we had all athletes. So that was volleyball, basketball, baseball. So it would be interesting to see that. And you, you are absolutely correct. They need that money. So if, if, if them getting money is tied to having uh, students on campus, they're, they're going to get it done. I'm, I'm still going to be interested to see how they're able to make this this thing come to life that they have with 50,000 people being in the stands and, and having them separated and doing concession stands and having them going to the bathroom and tailgate and all the other stuff. It's, it'll be interesting to see. Don't have very much confidence in that, but I'm, you know, I'm not the one coming up with it and I'm not an expert. So I, I'll just sit back and watch and then we can talk about it on the players' lounge. Yeah, when money's involved, they they seemingly find out ways to, to get this stuff done. Let's touch on CeeDee Lamb before we get out of here. CeeDee Lamb initially said he wanted to wear the number 10. Jerry said he wanted to wear the 88, and he ended up taking the 88. He went on 105.3 The Fan, the Cowboys' flagship station, and spoke about not understanding and knowing the history of the 88, and now he's wearing it. And Cowboy fans, you know it, but so many times we don't realize that guys in college don't necessarily pay attention to these things that we do or pay attention to our favorite teams uh, the way we do and cherish it. So they just kind of had to educate a young man about what the 88 meant and that they feel he has the type of talent to follow in that tradition. All right, Danny, I can't hear you on that. My, my, my bad here, but I'll just follow this I, thing I, up here. Okay, I got hey, you now, no, Danny. Yeah, and I, I, I thought we had a video. <laughs> I thought we was about to listen to uh, C.D. Lamb yeah, on 105 no. The Fan. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, so so th 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 this is my thing with that. So C.D. Lamb is a young man, all right? So the 88 that he knows is, is Des Bryant. So unless he w went back and, and studied this stuff, he has no idea what it is. Uh, th these players are, are younger now, and they're starting to see the new era of guys coming in. So his, his recollection and his, his knowledge of 88 is only Des Bryant. So if, if you don't explain it to him or it's something that he wasn't interested in when he was in college, he won't know anything about it. So it just took 
took some people here at the organization to let him know how important it was, specifically Jerry Jones, because like you said, Jerry Jones get what he wants. So C.D. Lamb was going to wear number 88. So it, you know, it's just it's just a, a matter of educating guys on on what these things mean in the history of certain organizations and numbers that, that these players wear. Because, you know, he's 19. He, doesn't, he didn't watch Michael Irvin play. He, he doesn't understand that or, or, or any of the other 88s that played here. You're right. You're right. Um, DA Money says on here, you guys said the Cowboys were not going to take a wide receiver in round number one. You're right. You know what? The Cowboys didn't think they were taking a wide receiver in round number one because <laughs> nobody thought that C.D. Lamb would fall to 17. Nobody said that. The Cowboys even said it. When we did our, our mock draft simulations, we never had got to C.D. Lamb. So the Cowboys didn't expect him there. So D.A. Money, guess what? We were wrong, and the Cowboys didn't expect it. Okay? Hold on. Wait. We weren't to totally wrong, all right? Well, who we said they would take, they ended up getting in the second round, all right? So we, yeah. we just assumed that they said that they were going to take uh, Diggs in the first, but he was still available. And they knew that they would be able to get him in a second, so they made the business decision, and they got C.D. Lamb. I mean, who wouldn't do that? So now, uh, I, <laughs> Danny, let me let me go ahead and throw myself under the bus and, and, and what I said. I said there are not 16 GMs in this league who will pass on C.D. Lamb. And, yes, I was wrong. Where have we seen – a guy who was rated number one at his position, because you go look at most of the boards, had, had CeeDee Lamb ranked number one. When have we not seen a receiver like that in a receiving passing league go land at 17? We haven't seen without any issues, okay, without any personal issues or baggage at all. We don't see it. You got to kind of go back to Randy Moss the last time you saw a number one receiver in a draft class fall so far. Um, so this whole process saying, hey, man, you said they weren't going to take him. No, I didn't. And the Cowboys didn't think it was going to happen, but it happened. Okay, it happened. And if you want to try and translate that and attach it to Jamal Adams, and oh, you guys said they wouldn't take a take a wide receiver, so they could go get Jamal Adams. And I'm telling you right now, the Jamal Adams and this whole trade thing you talk about, you must include the money with it because this guy, wherever he goes, wants to get paid along with it, as he should. But he wants a payday, and getting C.D. Lamb ain't costing you 15 million dollars a year. Trying to make a trade for Jamal Adams gonna cost you 15 million dollars a year. So anyway, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming at us a little bit, but but at the same time, man, that's just kind of well, let's put some of this in, in in perspective. The Cowboys didn't think they were getting CD Lamb. Nobody. We got exactly we got exactly who we wanted out of that yeah, exactly. draft from well, in the first well, two should, rounds. Yes, yes, you're right. Now I should say this: plenty of fans wanted CD Lamb. I will take that. There are plenty of fans who wanted him. Uh, my boy Brian Custer, um, who, who does a lot of boxing for Showtime, he wanted CeeDee Lamb. So so those who love offense wanted CeeDee Lamb. The folks who enjoy defense on this show, we all thought that it should have gone. Well, the defensive back church said Trayvon Diggs should have been the guy. And they ended up, in my opinion, really lucking out and getting the number one receiver and the, num the, the corner that they wanted in the draft. You couldn't ask for more. The Cowboys got lucky on that. And sometimes that's what you need. And, and it and worked I knew out I, I, I will say this. Me and you had a conversation before one of the shows, and, and, and my number one pick was Justin Jefferson to play in the slot. But, but, but we, didn't quite, we didn't quite make it there. I was hoping they would go receiver, but they needed a DB, and they went C.D. Lamb. I still think Justin Jefferson fit playing in the slot is just a better fit. But we, we, we got what we wanted. We got a, we got a top-notch receiver and a, and, and a top-notch DB in the first two rounds. 
and go back to what Jones, Stephen Jones said. They had C.D. Lamb ranked number six on their overall draft board. If your player number six lands at 17, you take the player. It happened to be a wide receiver. If it was going to be a defensive end and they had the player number six, I think they'd have done it too. So I just I, I don't have an issue with them taking wide receiver. I just didn't think NFL GMs would pass on a guy that good 16 times. I actually thought the Falcons may even do it. I know the Falcons have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, but even I thought just with a player that ranked that high, at that point in time, you take the player, but the guy went other places. And I'll tell you what, one, one person inside the star told me that when Henry Ruggs was drafted by the Raiders, he said that really threw him off because they didn't think that the Raiders would take Ruggs. And so Ruggs goes to the Raiders. Then you see Jerry Judy, end up going to the Denver Broncos. And then remember, San Francisco was another place that people had mocked a wide receiver to. I thought San Francisco would take a wide receiver, but they decided to go take the big boy uh, from South Carolina, Kinlaw, Javon Kinlaw. And so that started the slide as people started looking to fill needs versus trying to take Judy. And then the Jets were a place um, that, that had CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy. And they decided to go off its tackle. So the Cowboys lucked up as people decided to fill knees, and good for them. They ended up uh, on the bright side of things here because they made a strength, their offense, an even bigger strength for them. So I had no issues at all. And they got two corners in this draft, McCray. That was my big thing. They got two corners. They needed two corners, and they got two corners. So the Cowboys came out good on this, man. We had some unexpected curveballs happen, and the Cowboys saw the curves, and they hit him out of the park. <laughs> Yeah, they, they did good. I'm with them. I love the draft. Yeah, yeah there's nothing you can't can't say uh, that you don't. And boy, you know what? As we're saying this, I, I get an alert on my phone from ESPN. It says, the Dak versus the Cowboys contract. They got nothing else to do because we got no live sports. So they want to continue that conversation there. But we already briefed you on it. And if you didn't, check out the replay of, of the Players' Lounge and you can catch up with, with that there. Um, hey, as always, Chris Bean, we appreciate everything you and William, everybody back at DallasCowboys.com do to help help us get this podcast. Thanks to the folks at Bose for the headphones. Thanks to my boy Victor Rojas for the big fly gear hat. And Danny, man, I appreciate you uh, going the full distance since, since – uh, our boy Church decided he wanted to go play in the woods like he Carl Malone, <laughs> shooting squirrels and whatever else he's doing out there, man. We 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 we, we get him back next week. Don't know. We, we we definitely give him a hard time when he get back. Okay, so when he gets back, we'll shore up our bet about Dak Prescott and the contract, one year versus long term deal. We will shore that up. Okay. Absolutely. All right, everybody, we appreciate you checking us out on New East He's Danny McCray. This has been the Players' Lounge. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!